You are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. V is for victory. Wow. Deep. That's what happens when somebody phones you on Wednesday and says, I have to put together a bulletin. Please give me a sermon title. Is that how it works for you? Because that's how it works for me. Well, there's a reason behind that. And I know in a, in a crowd this large that some of you are standing on the edge and not feeling victorious today. I know that things are coming and things have come. And they've kind of hit you in the knees and taken you down a peg. And you aren't exactly where you want to be. And you don't feel this victory thing. I get that. I've been there. I also understand that there's some of you who are standing on the mountaintop looking out and saying, yeah, I get this 100% because I'm on the top of the world right now. Everything's going 100% and there isn't one thing going wrong. This is the brilliantest place in the world. I have pictures from that mountaintop. Because when you get to those, you tend to take pictures. You tend to really enjoy the moment when you are victorious. See, over the past few weeks, I've seen a lot of stuff going on about victory. And as much as I've tried to turn it off and get it out of my life, it just keeps coming back. You see, I went to school. I thought, you know, the place to get away from victory is at school. Because you know what? Kids hate school. And it won't be a victorious place. I showed up on Thursday, the last day of school. Yes, there was a lot of victorious kids. They were running around excited like crazy because they passed. They've made it. Yes. And what I thought was really entertaining is when the principal played that great Alice Cooper song. School's out. So not only are the kids running around excited, excited, and victorious, so are the teachers because it's over. And I get two months to regenerate and rejuvenate. So that didn't work. So I turned on the TV because, hey, that's where you get everything good, right? So I looked in the sports channel because I'm a sports guy. For all of us guys, I think most of us are. And then I found out this one thing. There was an NBA champion, the Miami Heat bunch of guys 17 seconds from hell that's what you get 17 seconds the Boston Bruins are looking at going this is hell on earth because they aren't the champion but another champion was crowned okay <laughs> so, so now I'm really reaching because I'm a soccer guy too you see one of the things I do I'm a soccer coach um, so I get to watch things like the FIFA U20 championships yeah, they're going on too. So everything I turn around, everything I look at, tennis, oh great, Wimbledon's on. Oh, sucks. Because there's going to be a champion. Okay, that's okay. I'm going to look locally now because, you know, when I looked out in the great big world, it really was hard to see. So locally in sport, oh, crap. District championships happened. All the soccer's ended. Now we've come. More victory. More victorious. Everybody's looking at it. Everybody, so okay, no problem. Lac oh yeah, lacrosse did it too. Uh, baseball, oh crap. 
Everywhere I turn, there's this thing about victory. Everywhere I look, there's victory, victory, victory. I'm victorious. Well, what is this thing? What is this thing that everybody's going after to be victorious, to be the one, to be on top? Are we going after something that's of the world? Or is this of God? So, being a schooled man, I thought the best place to start when you're looking out of word is in the dictionary. What does the dictionary have to say? What does the dictionary have to say? So I put down my fabulous dictionary, and yes, I Googled it, so I didn't use a book. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Groan. Well, so on the free online dictionary, it says that victory is defeat of an of enemy or an opponent. Success in a struggle against difficulties or obstacles. You guys can read the rest because I can't get by those two. Enemies? Obstacles? Struggle? Jeez, those are the things I want, man. Give me a boatload of enemies and struggle so I can be victorious. No, doesn't sound good, does it? So I thought, you know what? Google was wrong because, you know, every so often, you know, look it up on Wikipedia. It might not be quite right, right? So I thought, you know, next place to go is Webster because Webster is always right. He's always got the... And look, Webster decides to crank it up a notch. It's not overcoming an enemy. Now we have an antagonist. This sounds like English class again, doesn't it? Are you the protagonist or the antagonist in this story? It just doesn't sound good, does it? Mastery? Okay, hold on. Time out. Mastery or success in a struggle? Success in an endeavor? Okay. Now I'm really bummed because it seems like this struggle thing keeps coming out. No matter where I look, it looks like we're going to have struggle. Through toils and... Not good. I don't like to struggle. You know, I come here, I want my laptop set up. I want things done. I want the sound to work so that way Jason doesn't freak out in the back. I want, you know, I don't want to struggle. I want things to just work because that's how I'm built. So I thought, okay, good. This is not working for me. So I'm going to turn something great. Bethany Hamilton. Watch the clip. When you get tired waiting for the waves out there, it's coming kick it with us. We don't have to wait for the action. When you get tired of the pipe, come surf some real waves. Bethany Hamilton is holding nothing back. Looks like she has a real future. And with her heart and her will, she'll go far. Thursday night's a full moon. We're all gonna go surfing. Sorry, Mom. I really wanted to go night surfing. Would you have let me go? No. I don't know. Can you believe we get to come out here every day? Teenage girl from the North Shore, shark attack. Traumatic amputation. She's going into hypovolemic shock. The things that you're going to have to learn to do differently is extensive. I can't do this anymore. So what do we do now? We'll take it day by day. I don't understand. 
I don't know why terrible things happen to us sometimes, but I have to believe that something good is gonna come out of this. What's all this stuff? A little fan mail. We sorted it out by country. There's an eighth grader from North Carolina who lost his arm. He's gonna try out for a school soccer team because of me, and he's rooting for me in my next competition. Hey, Dad. I need your help. It's not gonna be easy. I don't need easy. I just need possible. The greatest surfers, they know when the best waves are coming. You feel it. You have that gift, too. When you come back from a loss, when you beat the odds and never say never, you find a champion. So the world decides to take a look at what? When you come back from a loss, right? When you never say never. That's how the world ties up victory. But let's take a real look at this. You see, Bethany, for those of you who don't know, was a top-ranked surfer until she ran into a small obstacle. She got bit by a shark, lost an arm. After the attack, she still believes she's going to be a surfer. So she was challenged to the core and she did what the world said. She trained harder. She did everything possible to get back in the water. And she did. She got back in the water. She went to the surf, surfing competition to do it. But the waves got a little too high. And she got hung out in the surf. She couldn't get back in. She wasn't strong enough. She couldn't get out. She wasn't strong enough. She needed to get somebody to tow her back in. She got saved. See, at that moment, Bethany realized a couple of things. As the waves are crushing down on top of her, and she realized that she was not strong enough to do this. She'd done everything she was supposed to do. She did all the training. She did every bit of it. She trained harder than she'd ever done before. Like, if you watch the movie, this girl... She was buff and ready to go. She has ready to, she'd practiced. She'd done all the surfing. She just wasn't strong enough. She was challenged to the core. Who was she? Because all of her life up to that point, she had believed one thing. She was a surfer. She was going to surf she was going to win championships, and she had, and she was just going to continue. And then all of a sudden, an obstacle shows up. All of a sudden, she gets challenged. You see, it was beyond what she could understand. It was beyond anything she could understand. The biggest scene that I want you to remember from that clip is that five-second clip where she runs to the church. The girl she was talking to, the woman she was talking to, that was her youth pastor. She was at the end of it. You see, at the end of the competition, she gave away every surfboard that she had to other girls. She imparted her dream to three other young ladies and said, go out and do it because I can't do it anymore. And she began to search for who was she. 
And then she came to the end of that and she didn't know what she could do. So she goes to her youth pastor and breaks down as anyone would and says, why did this happen to me? Why, why, why? The beauty is the answer that she got. It's kind of a standard answer that we give every so often. What was the answer? Oh, did you see the clip? The answer was real simple. I cannot tell you why terrible things happen to good people. See, God was on his job. God was watching. But what God needed to do with Bethany was to take her to that place where she stopped doing all the training, all the sacrifice, all the stuff in her own strength. God needed to take, to take, God needed, he desired, he willed that she would take what he had planted inside and use that piece for him. So am I up here telling you that God's, you know, that kind of God, and if you aren't, you know, doing what you need to do for him, he's going to whack you and send you a shark? No. If that's what you're taking away, I'm sorry, that's not it. But on the journey, when the struggles come and everything happens, you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged. You're going to have obstacles. There are things that are going to come. I love it when slides work. And sometimes I love it when they don't. So what happens then? You see, she goes to the church. She starts looking for answers. And she doesn't get an answer. She gets a standard answer. Put your faith back in God. But she gets one step more than that. She gets a youth pastor who's completely crushed because honestly, for real, she has no idea why this would happen to Beth. Nothing. No clue. So they weep together. They end up going on a missions trip together because that's just how it worked out. And on this missions trip, Bethany gets to the edge of a, of a tsunami. See, I can't even say the word. All these people are now afraid of the ocean, the thing that she loves so much. No one goes in because they're all afraid because the water has just come and destroyed everything. And as she's standing on this ocean, on the edge of the ocean, looking around, she sees a little boy that's running around and what the lady, what, what she finds out about this little boy is he just kind of showed up. The tsunami came, things went crazy, and this boy is now part of the village. People have been feeding this boy, people have been trying to take care of this guy, but he, he has no connection to anybody. So she sees a surfboard and she's looking at the water and she's going, does no one want to get back in the water? I don't understand. She takes a surfboard, and as she's playing with it, she sees this little boy all of a sudden starts to take a shine to what she's doing. So she takes the board and sets it in the water, 
And before you know it, the little boy is coming out and coming towards her. She wades out in the water a little more, and this little boy comes out. And as the little boy is coming into the water, as she's in the water, the entire village is coming down watching this because they're all afraid. Water has taken everything. She gets in this thing. She's able to bring this child out. The child gets on the surfboard, and they begin to surf. You see, her gift was not a surfing champion. Her gift was her love for the water. And before you know it, the village is in the water, and they've broken that fear because one little girl with one arm wades in the water first and says, come on, you can do it. So you think, oh, right, that's the victory. She's going to come home. She's going to be pumped. She's going to start doing her thing, right? It wasn't. As you saw from the next clip, there was a whole bunch of letters when she got home from all types of kids all over the world who had seen her at the competition and now is going to try because they saw a one-armed girl try and get out there and surf. See, now she's starting to get it. God wants to use her surfing to bring people closer to Him. So yes, she's got a great, 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 great story. She becomes victorious. She gets back into training. She ends up winning surfing competitions. Right now she's a pro surfer. She's finally realized that dream. But the dream's a little different now, isn't it? It's not about winning the surfing competition. It's about touching people. You know, it'd be horrible to say, you know, she's got an incredible story, and guess what? They made a movie of it, and I'm telling you about it. Many of you have seen it. So the victory is what? That she's a surfing ace? Or that God's been able to use a tragedy for a triumph? The keys to her victorious nature are very simple. The first one, she had to stop listening to herself. She could do it. She could surf. She could do all this stuff. She had to shut that down and say, that's it, I'm not listening to this anymore. Because in herself, she couldn't make it. She had to start listening to, stop listening to everybody in the world who was telling her things. Some were telling her, hey, you're a great talent, you can do this. Others were telling her, a one-armed girl can't surf. She had to shut that down. It's not about the world. It's not about herself. It's about God. She had to get tied into that. She had to run to Him. She had to cling to Him. She had to hold Him so tight and say, God, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand what you want to do right now, but I, what I want to understand is what you want me to do. You see, Dan was up here and he said, like, Give me two hours where you give yourself to God. I'm up here asking you for way more than that. I'm up here asking you to give everything. Every minute. Every nanosecond. Computer guy. Every bit to Him. Because if you are willing to get on that edge, 
If you're willing to do that, he's got some keys. So what's the formula to the success? You see, before my soccer club goes out to play soccer, we have a little huddle. And I'm just going to bring you all into our huddle. It's real simple because life is simple. Soccer is simple. What's it about? Us, right? That's all I ask them. What is this about? All my kids, 13, us. Why do I ask them that? Is it about the situation? Is it about the team we're going to play? Is it about the circumstances? Is it about the fact that I got a bum toe? Is it about the fact that, you know, my nose is running? No. It's about 13 girls doing what they got to do. It's about them. It's not about all the other stuff that happens. It's about them. What do we do? Keep the ball. Okay, now I'm letting out all my secrets. Right? That's what we do. Plain and simple. This game is about us. It's about us taking the ball from the other team and keeping it for the entire duration. That's it. Simple. I don't care if my goaltender is asleep because they're not going to get a shot on net. Simple. We go out and we keep the ball. Okay? Are you awake? Always? Ready to go? See, this is the next part. We think that if we get the first two, we can run out on the pitch and we can do whatever we want. We have to remember there's training involved. There's things that you have to do. Things that you have to do to meet someone somewhere. Right? At this part in our thing, I'll talk to them. I'll talk to them about the victories, the things that they did well, I'll, and I'll talk to them about the things they didn't do well. Because you know what? In that training, now they're ready to go. They get that. They're prepared. If they sat on the sidelines and aren't prepared, they're not going to be able to get in the game. Guess what? Life works the same way. Are you having fun yet? You see, yeah, variety is the spice of life. But if you get so tied up and so serious about everything that you're doing and you forget about the fun, it's never going to work. So you know what? Every time you run up a hill and you know you don't make it to the top because there's some stuff inside of you that wants to come out the other side so you have to stop. Not that I've ever had that happen before either. When you get to that, that's not fun. I don't know. Who's a runner around here? Because I, I don't see that as being fun. Run around and up and... Because it never works for me. But you know what? You have to find the fun in that. So the next time you try to run up the hill, you know, you might not get to the top, but you may get a little further. Hey, okay, we're a little bit further. We're moving forward. You know? And maybe you don't get any further, so you go out and buy some new shoes. Who knows? That's fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> And the most critical thing that we say is one thing. Who are we? Focus. Who are we? Focus. That's the chant. Three, two, one. Focus. 
game starts. I'm telling you. Why do I remind them about who they are? See, this is the most critical piece, the most critical piece that they have to take away. The most critical piece that you have to take away. Who are you? You see, like I said when I started, some of you aren't feeling victorious. Some of you are feeling kind of beat down, and I get that. Some of you are just kind of on the edge, right? We don't... We kind of forgot a couple things. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Did you catch that? The situation you're going through might suck. But guess what? All things are possible with God. So who are you? You are a child of the king. Okay, now you guys are asleep. Are you awake? Are you awake? Are you ready to go? Who are we? A child of the king. And focus. Thank you very much. There is some smart lady in the front row. You are a child of the king, the most high God, the one who has overcome it all. And yet we walk around like we got rocks in our pocket. Where is your fabulous daughter? I love her shoes, by the way. You see, she's got on sparkly shoes, like the Wizard of Oz shoes, you know? What was the brilliance of that movie? You take the shoes, you put them on, you click them three times, and you go home. Brilliant. Right? She goes back to where she began. She remembers who she is to go there. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly, I tell you, You guys read the rest? You can read? Would you like to have that kind of faith? I'm still trying it. John, I try it every year and it doesn't work. But I'm I'm working it. I want to say to a mountain, get out my way. And I want to watch the whole thing get up and move. Oh, you're laughing. This is not funny. (laughs) You're killing yourself. This is not funny. There's a small place called... Oh, gee, I just lost it in the States, or sorry, in Canada. And the mountain did move, right? I can't remember the town, sorry. It's escaping me, right? What? Frank, Frank Slide, thank you very much. There we go. Another smart lady, third row. Frank Slide, all these people went to bed at night. They all woke up, most of them, anyhow. And the mountain had moved. They moved into their town. It all fell down. Mountain moved. Isn't that cool to have that kind of faith? To have that kind of stance that you can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it'll be done? Here's where we get tied up, though. Many of us have looked at the mountain and said, move, and the mountain didn't go. How long did it take Abraham to have a son? The child. You see, we think about this in our terms, in our style, in our head, that the mountain will move when I say move. That's why I'm making some fun, right? I say it every year, move mountain, mountain don't move, right? 
but it's maybe not the right time. Maybe God's got something else in store. That's okay. But if you have that faith, you can move that mountain. You can move it anywhere you need it to go. See, I, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Okay, everybody stop the phone. Here it says it again. We're going to have trouble. But what? Take heart. But what? Take heart. Does that mean just kind of think about it? It means you're all in. All the chips. The whole game. You're in. Take heart. I have overcome the world. See, if you're connected to this thing, you're victorious. Whether you live it or not, is kind of where I struggle. You see, I know this formula works. When you get to those situations, you've got to ask, what's this all about? It's all about me. I know I like saying that, right? This is all about me. It's not about the situation. It's not about that stuff. It's about me. It's about me being grown. It's about me being shown. It's about me doing what I do. Right? What do I do? I do what I do. Because that's who I am. That's who God made me. Am I awake? Sometimes. Sometimes I've fallen asleep. Am I ready to go? Uh, sometimes I've got to put on a little extra armor because I forgot. Maybe sometimes I run to the fight in my BVDs rather than my holy armor. That's not good either, is it? Are we having fun? Even in the worst situations, we still got to find fun. And I know when you're battling stuff, it's very difficult to find the fun. But that's what I appreciate the most is when I find people who have fun. And who are we? So does this look like, I know you all want to find out how my soccer team did. I know, thanks. Thanks for asking. Good to see that you're all with me. Look at them children. Do them children look like happy children, fun children? Do they look like somebody who just, yeah, we did everything. No. These are not no happy kids. See the girl in the two, the two ladies laying like this in the front row? Those are my tenders. Do they look happy? Not a chance. 17 seconds from hell, we lived it right there. Seriously, 17 seconds. That's all it was. They took the ball down. We played olds. In millet, they took the ball down, scored with about two minutes left in the first half. They took the ball back. We kicked it off. They took the ball back and put it in our net. We're down 2-0. And we're going, what the heck happened? 17 seconds. And that's what gets you second place. Uh, just saying. They don't look happy being second place. But what did they learn? You see, now that's the thing. No fun. No fun. They learned it. They learned about the fact that when they get on the field and they're going to take the kickoff, everybody put on your britches, everybody get ready to go because the ball comes out and we got to go. They learned it. Was it difficult? Yeah. Second place is very difficult, especially in a tournament. 
that we won last year, especially in a tournament when all the parents that started at the beginning of the season said, I can't wait till we go millet. We're going to go millet, win the tournament. No, no pressure, eh? <laughs> but guess what? I am the biggest piece of pressure in the world. Look at my size and their girls. And if you think I'm loud here, get me on a soccer pitch. Oh, yeah, there, somebody figured it out. Yeah, I am. So these people are not very happy, but what they did is they started to learn something. See, God needed to get us to a place where we got beat. So we felt this. I do have to confess something. On Sunday, last Sunday, I was not here. Anybody want to guess where I was? I was at a soccer tournament in St. Paul, the district championship. Saturday night, we get into a game that we have to win. At halftime, we're down 2-0. See, it sounds like the same thing that happened here, doesn't it? Right? Everybody's going, oh my goodness, we're down 2. Those kids came to the bench, not one of them. What happens if we tie, coach? Nuh-uh. One of them said that. That was the worst thing you say to coach. Tie? What are you talking about? We're winning this game. But I don't give a crap. It's 2 nothing. Who cares? Let's go. Put on your britches. We're going to play. I don't say britches. It's a girl's thing. They figured it out. We call them big girl pants because it's time to go. Fifteen minutes left. My goaltender, girl there on the left, goes down on her knees, grabs the ball like this. Now you think about that. Where's her head? Another girl comes in, puts her pad square right there, puts the other pad square in the back, goes over my goaltender, just about knocks her out because they wear pads. On their legs are pads. Now we're down 2-0, 15 minutes left, and I just lost my starting goaltender. Now I'm really like, oh my goodness. So we put the other girl in. We give up two shots. She saves both of them. I'm like, holy cow. Nine minutes left, that goaltender who got hurt comes and is standing beside me because I tell my kids, when you're ready to go, you come talk to coach. I'll put you in. She comes walking up to me and says, Coach, I'm ready. And I looked at this little girl and I said, You're what? Are you nuts? And I, I didn't say that, of course. That was my inside head voice. I look over and when someone gets hurt seriously like that, we always bring Mama over because, you know, Mama does that. Me, not so good. My wife, pretty good at it. But I've had kids who went in on bad knees and stuff and I'm not going to make that choice. I'm going to have Mama make that choice because they won't play. So, Mama, I look at Mom, and Mom gives me the thumbs up. She's ready to go. Nine minutes left. This girl goes out. I put her on the far wing. She steals the ball. They go down, make a pass, put the ball in the net. Now we're 2-1. I'm like, what the heck happened? They go and take the kickoff. I say what I always say to my girls. What are we going to do? Take the ball. Okay, simple. They do. Bang, 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 in the net. 2-2 within 17 seconds. See, they learned from the last time. 
No point in hanging your head. No point in looking at your shoes. Let's buck up. Let's do what we do. So they tie the game. We end up winning in penalty kicks. Now we're off to the semifinal game. So Sunday, we're embroiled in the semifinal match. That's why I wasn't here. So you want to know how it works out? District champions. So sorry from all of you from Bonneville. We beat ya. Notice the difference on every one of those kids' faces. Do they look like they're having fun now? Of course. They are having a blast. But you know what? They were having a blast at 2-0 Saturday night. Because they found the ability to have fun with it. Not to look at your shoes, not to think, oh my gosh, the game's over, but to say, we're going to go. We're going to go. And to me, that kind of sums up victory. You're not always going to be on the mountaintop, and you're not always going to be in the valley. There's going to be all types of places in between. There is. But he says one thing over and over and over again. Trust in the one who brought you to the party. Trust in him. Put all your chips in. Because you know what? He's going to tell you it's for a season. He might not tell you if it's 100 years or if it's 10 or if it's 1 or if it's 5 minutes. But as soon as you take your focus, nice, eh? Work that in too, right? As soon as you take your focus off of him, things go everywhere. So who are we, ladies? Focus. I was going to do something else, but now I'm going to do one thing. So, as we dismiss, I first of all want to thank all of you for your attentive nature and all of you for your stuff. Father God, I want to thank you for being you. Not for being me, but for being you. Thank you for bringing to us your word. Sometimes it hurts. I get that, Dad. Sometimes we've got things to learn, and I got that too. Thank you. But you're with us. And all you want for us to do is to give it all, 100% of who we are, who I am. Father, I want to thank you for the blessings that you're pouring out on us. Thank you for the victories and the times that we have been able to make it to the top. Help us to be steadfast in the top. Help us to find you in it. Help us to grow who we are in you. So Lord, I want to thank you for this group. And I just want to pray the priestly blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Have a great week. Enjoy Canada Day. Go see some fireworks on. It'll be lots of fun. Be blessed.
We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.